You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. When it comes to something or somebody that is false, the thing or the person is not valid, genuine, or bona fide. The person is not operating in truth. Truth, biblically speaking, equates the word of God. So a false person will not think, talk, and do according to the written and revealed word of God. The antithesis of false is truth. When something or somebody is true, in one sense, from a biblical standpoint, that person has found that Jesus can change his or her life for the better. They found that to be true in reference to him because according to John 14 and 6, Jesus is the truth. And so if I am in a place of truth, it is primarily because of my relationship with Jesus. Jesus desires folks to walk in truth and not falsehood. That's what he desires. In the book of John, the 8th chapter, 31st verse and following, Jesus was teaching and some Jews that were listening to him enjoyed his teaching. They believed some of what he was saying. And so Jesus told them, if you continue in my word, you will be my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Letting them know if you just keep following this path, if you just keep adhering to what I'm saying, you will experience change for the better. And, and I tell folks, real truth has creative power. I said real truth has creative power. That, that's the reason you, you don't have to follow a 12-step program even though you used to be an alcoholic. <laughs> 
See, you don't have to follow no program because you experience real truth. Real truth makes you free. We, real truth will create you into the person that God ordained for you to be. That's the reason 2 Corinthians 5 uh, tells us that if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. God makes folks new through his word. And, and when God makes you new, you may have to cut or lose some of your friends. Because some of your friends will look at how God is blessing you and, and how you're starting to change the way you think, talk, and do things. And, and they'll look at you and say words like, you think you're better than us. You, you think you're special. And, and don't argue with them. Don't debate with them about it. Just, just let them know, yeah, I am better than you now. Because of Jesus. Yeah, I am special now because of Jesus. And let them know the reason I'm better and the reason I'm special is because before Jesus, I was in falsehood and heading down the path of death. Why is that? Because without Jesus, you are a sinner. And Romans 6 and 23 says, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. Jesus gives you power to change for the better. How many love being different? You love being better than you used to be. How, how many love having peace? You, because there were times before Jesus, you didn't know what real peace was. Am I talking right? And, and so it's imperative that we understand the distinction between what is false and what is true. And that we choose to be on the path of truth. Now, in talking about things that are false, I want to talk specifically about false gods. False gods. It's amazing, biblically, when... when uh, you look at the different false gods that folk worship in scripture. It's just like when Moses was taking care of business on Israel's behalf, Israel got tired of waiting on Moses. And so they decided they were going to make them a god. They told folks, look, y'all get, get your gold your earrings and your jewelry and so forth and, and just bring it over here and, and we just going to melt everything down. And when they melted it down, they had somebody that molded a calf. And they done made a calf out of, out of 
gold, not pure gold, but it was gold. And so when they got through molding the calf, then they held the calf up and said, this is your God. And Solomon revealed that there is nothing new under the sun. Even in our day and time, you have folk that make their own God. Make their own God. Now, some wouldn't dare take jury. Melt it down and make a God like Israel. But you'll be surprised of what folks will do and, and call a particular thing their God. You take some folks' God is crack. Some folks' God is fear. Paul so understood that, that people were reverencing fear like it was God to where he told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. He did not want the people of God worshiping them. Worshiping them. Then that there, there are some folks that create big gods and want folks to join them in worshiping what they have created. And if they don't, they threaten them, such as what Nebuchadnezzar did when it came to the children of God. He erected this huge God and told everybody, that, look, we're we going to have the band play. And the band going to play music. And when you hear the music, I want you to fall down and worship the golden image. And seemingly... Everybody worshiped the golden image except certain ones that followed the true and living God. And it upset Nebuchadnezzar. It upset him that folk were following a God that was in contrast to his God. And even in our day and times, you have folks that get upset when they hear you're following Jesus. Yeah, they, yeah. even your own kinfolk. It, it's some folks that, that have the audacity to tell you, I liked you better when you were a wind-up. I liked you better the way you used to be. So you liked me when I was headed to hell. You liked me when I wouldn't take a bath for days and, and, and I would steal out your purse and I would, I would take your car title and pawn it. You liked me better then? And, and folk will say crazy stuff like that because they have a problem with you following the one true God. Even to the point to where they ask you in reference to your worship, does it take all that? Do you really have to go to church the way you go to church? Do you really have to clap, dance, and do what you do the way you do? Do you really have to follow that Bible from Genesis to Revelation? 
do you really have to do that? And then in scripture, you had folks that uh, worship the stars, the moon, the sun, things that God created. And, and it didn't stay in the Bible. It, it, it came into the present day society. It, it's just like some of us in here. We, we, we tell for, yeah, I was born in January. You know, I'm a Capricorn. Well, I ain't no Capricorn. I'm, I'm a Taurus. I, I'm an Aries. What's your sign? We were worshiping signs to the point to where we would even spend money on posters and, and bring the poster to the house and put it up. We so trusted in the sign to where even when somebody, even when somebody asked you sister for a date, you would ask them, what's your sign? No, I can't date no Capricorn. You a ram. I, I can't date you. And they be serious. And, and, and this, this is the sad thing. Sometimes we are like the folk that Jesus was talking to in the book of John, uh, the eighth chapter. Jesus said to him, you, you don't, well... What Jesus said to the woman by the well in John, the fourth chapter, when he said, you don't know who you worship. Sometimes we be worshiping something that we don't even know what it is. Because we don't fully understand that when we do certain things, it's considered worship. Let me drop something on. Anytime. You put something or somebody before the Lord. That's your God. That means your husband can be your God. Well, I love my boo, but you can't love boo better than God, baby. That means your children can you be your God. Watch it, preacher. Don't talk about my chillings. You're crossing the line. Well, you don't need to allow your children to cause you to go to hate. Because, again, anything or anybody you put before the one true God is your That's the reason the Lord told Moses, you tell them that the first and great commandment is to love me. And tell them I want them to love me with all of their being, their spirit, soul, and body. God put on the table. Our relationship is to be monogamous. We are to have a relationship that is monotheistic. I am your only God. How dare you dance in the club at 
and try to act like you can't move your hand and your feet in my church. And I specifically told you to praise me in a dance. How dare you not complain about paying $85 for a jersey with a man's name on it and get upset when I ask for 10% and I'm the one that bless you with a job. Say to your neighbor, we'll put things before God and won't even recognize it. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. But it seems that some people get more joy out of other things than the worship of God. Folk look at me funny when I tell them my favorite place is church or going to God's house. Pastor, you like God's house better than your own house? Yeah. Because I get from God's house what I need in order to make my house better. But when you have a problem coming to God's house, that says that you're not worshiping him the way you should worship him. You're not acknowledging him as the creator in the manner that you should acknowledge him. You don't recognize that you're doing as well as you're doing simply because he has his hand on your life. Yeah, you can put other things before God. I, I've seen folks that, that, that they, they would come to church as long as their friend came to church. But when their friend left the church, they went right behind their friend. You know what was happening? Their friend was their God. Nobody should have power over you to the point to where they determine your destiny more so than God. That should never take place. And so contextually, Moses was concerned that Israel would continue to backslide in that they had repeatedly left God for other gods. Isn't that something? They know God real, but then they'll leave God for other gods. I've seen it in church. I miss the club. I miss getting high. I'm going to wait and see if my boyfriend going to get saved. Then we're going to get saved together because we like that. <laughs> Don't let your boyfriend end up causing you to go to hell, baby. 
I, I've seen folks that waited on a person to get saved, and while they were waiting, they died, and at their funeral, the person got saved. The person they were waiting on got saved at their funeral. I didn't say their homecoming, their funeral. There is nobody that important. In my life. I can't speak for you. Because you may be one of them that believe blood is thicker than the word. I don't believe blood is thicker than the word. I believe the word comes before kinfolk. The word comes before friends. How many believe that? Scripture even tells us, let every man be a liar, but let God be true. Let him be true. And, and so Moses was concerned. No, notice again what, what Moses says here in Deuteronomy 8 and 19. And I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to be done. But notice this. Moses said, then it shall be if you by any means away." Forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. Now notice the reason he said Israel would follow other gods is because of Forgetting the one true God. Forgetting, willfully neglecting. Forgetting, cease the worship of God. Stop tithing. Stop praying. Stop praising. Stop fellowshipping. Stop being loyal to ministry. That's willfully neglecting God. That's forgetting him. God bless you with the house. You thanked him for it with words. But now you're doing things that act like you didn't mean what you said. Willfully neglecting God. If you forget him and start following false gods. Say to your neighbor, don't ever forget who brought you out of your mess. Don't ever forget who raised you from the bottom. Don't ever forget who gave you your first house when you didn't have a yard to throw anything in. You didn't have a pot to twiddle in until God bless you. Say to your neighbor, don't forget your God. 
But, but, no, but notice Moses, he warns them. If you by any means forget him. See, see one thing you need to always have embedded in you is testimonies of what God has done for you and what he's doing for you and what he's going to do. You need to have testimonies that, that speak about your past, your present, and your future. So you will never forget God. I, I can take you back years and tell you how good God has been to me. Then I can talk about how good he has been today. Remember my little gift earlier? Then I can tell you about what I'm expecting him to do in the future. See, you have, to, you have to make it your business to have testimonies embedded in you so you will never forget your God. You will never stop worshiping him. You will never stop putting your hands together. You will never allow trials, troubles, or hard times to cause you not to turn in victory, trusting God to bring you out of your predicament. Never forget now notice, he was clear, if you by any means. He was basically telling them what Paul told the churches when, when he said to them, don't give no place to the devil. Make sure you, you don't allow a crack, an inch, even a quarter of an inch. So the enemy or enemies can come in and cause you not to follow your God. They stop thinking, talking, and doing according to his will. I've seen it in church. I've seen folks get to going through horrendous things and they just, they just drop what they have been taught. And start following their feelings. And when they drop the written and reveal word of God. And start following their feelings. Guess who their God is? Their feelings. See your feelings are not to be your God. Why is that? The Bible tells us to put our flesh. Including our feelings. Under subjection. To what? The will of God. And so he did not want them to forget their God and start following other gods. And warned them, if you do it, you're going to perish. Your life going to end in ruin. Now contextually, one of the meanings of perish is to die. Gradually and painfully. Isn't that something? To die gradually and painfully. I don't want that. Do you? Gradually and painfully. Because you change God's. When, when Saul turned 
from the one true God, King Saul, and went to an idol worshiper. God dropped. And Samuel told him, you have stopped following God. And you have turned to idols. And we've seen it in our day and time where, where folk just completely forget God and start following the dictates of their heart. We don't want that to happen to us, do we? Say to your neighbor, I, I, don't, want I don't want to perish. I don't want to die gradually and painfully. I don't want my life to end up in ruin. I don't want to be to the point to where I, I got a trunk full of money and can't spend it because I'm messed up mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. The money in the trunk, but I can't do nothing with it because I'm in ruin. Do you want that tight ending? See, that's the reason you just don't do anything to get money because you'll mess around and get the money, but then you can't spend it on what you desire to spend it because your life is in ruin. I want to stay in the will of God so that when he does bless me, it's going to happen according to Proverbs 10 and 22, which tells us the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. You holding on? And he adds no sorrow with it. Walker, I'm going to bless you and you're going to be happy what you mean I'm going to be happy? I'm going to bless you and you ain't going to have to worry about this, that, and the other. But that comes from putting God first. And making it your business not to follow false gods. Say to your neighbor, I'm not going to perish. Because I'm going to make up in my mind, I'm going to follow the one true God. And so, I want to give you two reasons why we should continue our monotheistic relationship with God. Why we should continue to worship him only. And I'm going to be done. All right? Let's go to Psalm 119. Let's start there. Y'all happy? Some of y'all didn't say anything. Maybe you ain't happy today. Maybe this ain't your happy day. I want you to know it's my happy day, though. <laughs> to the point to where I can sing, I got just what I wanted. <laughs> Consider Psalm 119 and 93. And I pray we have this same determination. Notice the doggedness of the psalmist. He says, I will never forget your precepts. 
Precepts being the written and revealed word of God. I will never forget your written and revealed word of God. Why? For by them, you have given me life. I have what I have because of your word. I am what I am because of your word. I can be a blessing to others because of your word. I can deal with sickness because of your word. I can deal with trial because of your word. I can deal with whatever may come my way because of your word. Your word has given me life. Now this same psalm as David said in another passage, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. He also said, your word is a light unto my path. I can't even go down the path that's before me without your word. How many can truly say the word has given you life? You, you don't got to the point to where you know how to use the word on your job, at your house, even at Walmart. Say to your neighbor, I use the word everywhere. And that's, that's big for some of us because some of us used to think the word was just for church. know when you, you used to go to church every second, fourth Sunday, first and third. I don't know what it was with you. You, you thought, well, I'm all, I, got to, I got to make sure I take my Bible today. Your Bible was about 10 years old, but it looked like you, you hadn't owned it but two days. <laughs> wow, you didn't open it until you went to church. But those of us that understand the necessity and significance of God's word open it on a daily basis because the word of God is, is what gives us life. It gives us direction. It shows us what we should and should not do. Say to your neighbor, there's nothing like the word of God. And while we're talking about the word of God, will you ask a neighbor, what is your favorite scripture? Or one of your favorite scripture. I tell you one of mine. Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for the good. To those who love God. To those who are the call according to a purpose. Another favorite scripture of mine. Is Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask and it shall be given. See you will find not. And it will be open for everyone that asks. Receives everyone that seeks. Find everyone that knocks. It shall be open. Another one of my favorite scriptures is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and things. What? Shall be added unto you. Isn't that amazing? When, when you know life is in the word, you know just putting the word in action will, will cause your bills to be paid. Will cause money to come your way will cause doors to open for you will cause things to just turn completely around notice again what he said your word your precepts have given me life y'all still happy can we go further 
Psalm 103. I'm closing with this. Psalm 103. We're going to consider the first five verses. I thought y'all would be more happy after that. I really did. I, I thought if some of y'all act like you were happy, but I thought we, we were just going to have a happy party. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have our happy party with this, this passage. And remember, we're talking about why. Why we should only worship the one true God and not follow false gods. Psalm 103, we'll start at verse 1. I love how he starts it off. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Well, get happy then, son. But then, this is what I want you to, you to remember. And forget not what? All his benefits. The brother got a list of benefits right here. But before we get to the list, just tell your neighbor, God has given you many benefits. And you should never forget them. How you get the job you have right now. You know other folk were more qualified. Some of us have jobs that, that you're supposed to have a degree in order to get the job that you have right now. It wasn't nobody but God that put you in the place that you're in. Some of us have our own business. Simply because that's what God ordained for you in life. Am I right? How you get that car you got with that bad credit? And dealerships crazy. You can have good credit and, they, and they'll still come up with a reason why they don't want to give you a car. When you got good credit, but such and such and such and such. See, that's really you, you have to depend on God. Never just think because you done dotted three I's and crossed four T's that it's going to be well. No, it takes God to do certain things things. Matter of fact Jesus said without me you can do nothing. But notice the psalmist wants his audience not to forget God's benefits. Then he starts talking about the benefits. He gives us a list. Notice verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities. Some of us ask him every day. Is that a benefit? Yeah, when he take away that sin, you know what benefit it is? A benefit that keeps you from dying. The wages of sin is? But look at what else he, he mentions. Who redeems your life from destruction. How many know the devil want to kill you? Yeah. 
How many know certain folks have died by certain things that you did, you used to do? But who stopped death from taking you out? The Redeemer himself. Look what it says. Who redeems you from what? Destruction. I tell you, folks, it, it would have been right for me to die based upon what I was doing. It would have been right if the bullet would have went just a little bit lower and hit me in the back. It would have been wrong for them to shoot me in the back, though. That would, that would have been just wrong. <laughs> it was. They were shooting, and I was running. They shot, trying to shoot me in the back. Why not the leg? But when the bullet went by and just scraped me, Even though I was high. Thank you, Jesus. You know, in hindsight, I thank him now. You understand what I'm saying? Just, just like there's a lot of stuff you were into, didn't nobody see you? Woo! You know when you were... He redeemed us from destruction. Didn't he do it? That's what he, and, and guess what? That is a benefit. And when you consider just these things, how many know he, he has given you benefits this week? This year? Still in the first month, but he done gave you benefits this year. That's the reason the psalmist say he daily loads us. With what? Benefits. Who? The God of our salvation. That's what he calls him, the God of our salvation. Because the benefits that he gives us causes deliverance. Causes us to come out of a situation, protects us, and causes us to prosper. Y'all stay with me. Then... In the latter part of verse 4, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, treats you royally. No way to say, who crowns you? He treats you royally. Paul so understood it to where he told the church, we are heirs of God. Join heirs. Of Christ Jesus. We have been made to sit in heavenly or high places. Not because of our goodness, because our goodness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. But it's just the goodness of God, it's just His kindness, His grace, His mercy. Say your neighbor, God treats you like royalty. How many know that God unbless you to the point to where you, you go in there, you, you, look at, you look at all God has blessed you with in reference to clothes. He done treated you like you royalty. That, there are folks who have two outfits. One to work in and one to put on on Sunday. 
But God done bless you with so much stuff to where you, you have to choose what you going to wear. And some of y'all women, y'all ought to be ashamed of y'all self. It takes you hours just to figure out how you're going to put stuff together. I don't know if I want to wear the red with that black or not. Because that green talking to me too. Say to, say to your neighbor, God has blessed you. Is that right? Look at somebody else and say, God has blessed you. And, and then God has blessed Women in here to the point to where they have the audacity to say, I ain't got nothing to wear. Well, what's all that? What's all? You got three closets. You got shoes up under the bed. And you ain't got nothing to wear. Whoo, I better go on. Okay, okay. Verse 5, who satisfies, get this, your mouth with good things. Don't ever take for granted things you are able to eat, drink, and enjoy. There are folks that don't know where their next meal is coming from. Coming up, it, it was it was a show enough blessing if, if we, we got to go to the restaurant once a month. Some of us in here, you stay in restaurants. You be chewing, where I'm going today? Well, we went to such and such last week before, you know, we went such and such. Well, no, nah, I don't want to go there because... You, nah, nah, nah. And see why, why you're making your choice. You need, you need to remember it's a benefit because there were times to wear. You were just hoping you had enough money to get two cans of beans. And praying that they still had some fat back at Food Depot. Not to put in the beans, but that was going to be your main untrained with the beans see now some of y'all look y'all know what I'm talking about these are benefits then, then God I'm bless you with all them shoes and you won't even polish them brother come on now you forgetting the benefits Better hurry up now. But notice verse 5 again. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And basically what he's saying, God will make you feel younger than what you are. Make you look younger than what you are. H have you seen what sin would do to folk? 
it was a young lady, and I knew she was on drugs. And I asked her, I said, well, how old are you? She said, I'm, I'm 31. 31? I thought she was 53, at least. I'm just being honest with you. Like it or not, there is a distinction between how God takes care of his folks versus how the devil or demons kill folk that follow them. Say your name, I'm not going to follow a false God. I'm going to follow the one true God. And ask him or her, how about you? Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.